My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Bashi here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Danielle Fitzpatrick-Clark. She's the owner of Influence Builder and host of the Light at the End of the Funnel podcast. Welcome to the show, Danielle. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me, Basha. I really appreciate you. <laughs> no problem. It's a pleasure and to I have you. And I said it right. And I said it right. Said it right. You said it right. <laughs> we, had a, we had a long conversation about how to pronounce my name. <laughs> Thank you so much. But anyway, I'm super excited. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, you know, your challenges, your podcasts, and your goals. I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. So before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, as you said, Vasha, I'm the owner, I'm the founder of Influence Builder. So um, that's my company. And we've got a couple different cool things going on with Influence Builder. Um, we have Influence Builder, and then we have our membership community called Influence Builder Club. So um, that actually has been going strong for a few years, but my journey starts way back like 15 years ago. Um, and I was a copywriter, content writer, magazine writer first. And mm -hmm. that's how I started. And I moved into digital marketing because as any good copywriter wants to do her due diligence or his due diligence and figure out what are the next steps? Why am I writing this copy? So I went through the whole process of what does the online space look like? How do you build a website? What do we do with funnels? And I wrote copy for all those pieces for consultants, for coaches, um, and for people who were putting on online events. So started copywriting started digital marketing, started integrating, implementing, and then came out as a pretty phenomenal strategist since I knew all the pieces. And that's the, that's the short version of how I came to be into um, digital marketing for 15, 15 plus years, almost 16 years, um, going on 16 years and Influence Builder was born even just a few years ago off of all of that awesome hands-on expertise. <laughs> awesome. Love it. What was the turning point for you where you turned it into a business? Yeah, that was probably, so when I went from contractor to actual business owner, that was probably about nine years ago, nine, 10 years ago. And the turning point, it's a great story because, um, it, it's kind of those forced into being a, you know, a professional, a grown up, so to speak, where, um, you know, my husband, he, he lost his corporate job. So, and I was mm -hmm. a contractor and was pretty, you know, three kids felt pretty good. Like, yeah, we're, we're doing things. We're doing things. I'm, I'm learning. Um, but once that happened, then it was like, okay, this has to be a business because it has to replace a six figure job, a six figure plus job. Um, and it's not able to do that. So, I really just pulled together all of my experiences and all my expertise um, just came right out the door. And within four days, I booked out 70K worth of work wow. um, for my business. Yep. So it was, wow. it, it was definitely time. <laughs> it was definitely time for me to go out on my own, um, to not work mm -hmm. for a company or for other people. And I came out and I was able to book, I was able to thankfully book that quickly and 
replace that income um, as, yeah. you know, as my husband looked for, for a new job. So, yeah. That is amazing. Wow. What yeah. a story. How did, I mean, I've got to ask, how did you do that? Well, you know, it's, it's just really about working with, I was working with people, I, you know, and I didn't go very far from what I was learning and, and who I was working with. And so I went and I did what I knew how to do best. I'm like, Hey, going out on my own, didn't steal them, but I said, do you got any referrals? Sure enough, there was lots of referrals. So it was just a matter of going out there, just telling people, here's what I can do for you. Here's what I've done in the past. Um, here's some samples of the work I've done and I would love to help you. And so just doing that and working those referral campaigns is what got me booked out really, really quickly. And it just happened to be such a huge need too. everything that I had built up for skill sets. It's what people needed. So I was in the right, I was in the right arena. Um, it was the right time and I had the right connections. And that's, I, I do say a lot of that has to do with just being really good with people, really understanding people, asking good questions like you do so well in these podcasts. And then just asking, hey, is there anyone that needs my help? Anyone that could utilize somebody like me? Um, that's how I did it. That is so cool. It's, it's amazing that you were in the right place, the right time you had set yourself up. And I'm sure that you didn't even realize how well you had set yourself up nope. before you left, which that, nope. that part just <laughs> in and of itself is sick. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, it's that. Okay. So if I was to say, how did I do that? I really follow my curiosity. So what makes me curious and um, what gives me, you know, excitement and energy I've, I've always followed. And my degree is actually my, my, my bachelor's of science degree is in environmental science. So mm. it's not even, we didn't have, we didn't have digital marketing when I was back in college without having to age myself. We had communications degrees and communications degrees looked very different than what they do now. And we didn't have digital marketing degrees. So everything was, was new and exciting. Um, you know, back when I was back in, in 2008 to, oh gosh, I have to do math. Uh, <laughs> 2013, 2014, everything was really new and exciting. So, um, but I, I did follow that excitement and built up all these skill sets and that, and, you know, those, those people that say, yeah, I just walked, you know, backwards into this opportunity. I suspect that that's probably the same thing that they're doing. Um, but that's how I did it. What is your opinion on, you know, because you were able to get into digital marketing like right when it first started becoming a thing and it started becoming like, you know, you got in there like right at the start, which is super cool. And you're super fortunate to have been able to do that. But what do you think about digital marketing and how it looks like now versus what it looked like back then? What are the differences that you've noticed? What are your opinions on those differences? Yeah, it is such an interesting, that's a really good question. I'm excited about this one. Um, <laughs> that's a good question. Well, all right. So if I'm going to just let, it's a lot easier to make sales online. If you knew even a little bit of digital marketing um, back that, that long ago, it was, it was much easier. People were able to, if they figured out how to get out there, how to create a sales page, how to create a product that people um, were online looking for, then they were doing really, really well. Um, today it's a lot noisier. So there's a lot of different things going on. There's a lot more people in the online space. There's a lot of AI coming into play and all of, all of this, which means that 2023 is going to have a lot of noise. It's going to be busier. Mm -hmm. 
as much as it, and it definitely got busier in 2020, 2023 with the advances that we have in AI, you're going to see a lot of the same verbiage, same content, same material um, as everybody else. So I would say what I'm really excited about, what I see the biggest difference is, is that we have more. We have more options. We have more noise. We have more content. We have more information than we ever did back to that starting in 2008, which I know people were on it even before then. So we have more. Mm -hmm. So in this case, more is, it's more. Is it better? Not necessarily. So what I think is going to be really exciting for people who do have a marketing and sales background that is specific to the online space is that it's time for the cream of the crop to rise. You're going to, you're going to get tested this year. So um, for those who don't have the background, they're going to have to align and partner with people who do or learn, and they're going to have to learn Mm -hmm. really fast. They're going to have to niche and they're going to have to understand their ideal client like they never have before. So, so I actually am pretty excited, you know, coming from the digital marketing background, I'm really excited for where it's going because that means we're going to get very niche, very specific, and it's going to be us against the machine, so to speak. So who can talk to humans better? Um, Mm -hmm. Which, you know, fingers crossed, it'll be the humans, but you know, we also have to, we also have to rise to the occasion. (laughs) I think at the end of the day, humans are always going to go for the human touch. Yeah. I believe so too. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that people are really going to, I think people are going to be savvier shoppers too. They're going to be much, they're going to be much more intelligent and take a little bit more time mm -hmm. when they make these decisions, which I think is really good too. Cause that means if people are taking more time, um, then they're, when they do make the decision, then they're all in, they've decided. Less refunds, less returns. It makes sense. It makes sense. So with that said, with all of the, you know, the saturation and all of the competition, and I'm sure if you don't want to reveal too much, that is totally fine, but I'm going to ask yeah. anyway, what of is course. your plan to rise above everybody else? Right. So, so the plan, the plan for Influence Builder is really to build out community. So here's the other thing. If we're trying to, if we don't want to go up against all the noise and, and for me, there's, there's two different things. The first thing is the community then it's time to start building community. It's, starting to, it's time to start building um, a place that's away from social media, that's away from all the noise so that people can come and get the quality and the connection that they're yearning for. So whatever mm-hmm. your thing is, whatever you are teaching, whatever it is you're coaching or consulting on, now's the time to build your network and to communicate effectively with your network and to give high value to that network and nurture that that would be the first thing and that's what we're doing with influence builder um, club that's our membership community Um, the second thing which is what i love talking about is that if you want to rise above the noise you got to (laughs) disrupt which means disruption and differentiation and that comes from the human piece so what are what's some of the best things that we can do um, when we're humans in the online space, we share experiences and stories like that mm-hmm. is such a great marketing tool. So it is going to be time for people to, to really share themselves and share their journeys. Like what you guys are doing on this podcast is amazing because you're asking for that. And so that's the piece. And also the disruption piece is 
let's bring like the the big pink elephant out in the middle of the room the thing that everybody's thinking everybody knows but nobody has the guts to talk about you do you get to and so you're going to talk about the things that people just they need to talk about they're not talking about and you're going to disrupt the norm so that would be the two things and that's i mean we already we already do the disruption. I kind of can't <laughs> help it. <laughs> I like to say that I don't have much of a filter. I'm a country girl from Northern Maine. So it's like, yeah, this is about as civilized as I get most days. And it's not bad, but still I don't have a filter. And so, yes, I'll say what I'm thinking most of the time. And, and sometimes I'll say what I know that you're thinking. So, I mean, but for everybody else, it's time to be, it's time to be brave. It's time to say the things that you know, you know, are the right things to do and to say them out loud. Yeah. My favorite piece of advice is that the quote unquote civilized people don't make history. <laughs> that's a good one. <laughs> it's just, that's just the facts. You got to be brave and you got to be courageous and you got to go do the stuff that nobody else is doing. So I love, I love your plan for your company and rising above everybody else. Yeah. With that said, what is your focus going to be for 2023? Yeah. So the focus is, the focus is definitely going to be influence builder club. So the membership, and it's not just, it's not just our membership, but we're actually helping um, our, we have wealth builders. So they help build the community with us. We're actually helping them build their micro communities within our larger community. So mm -hmm. everybody, everybody wins when everybody pulls together. So it's kind of that focus of, yeah, I'm not just building this community. I'm, I'm the type of CEO that I'll, I'll build the platform. I'll build the stage because I know how to, because I have the expertise to, but I don't want to stand on it by myself. That's like the loneliest feeling ever. And I've done it before. And, and so when you build the platform, you build the stage, it actually makes a lot of sense to bring others with you. And so that's going to be the other piece of the focus is like, yes, we're going to build community, but we're also going to bring in people to show them how to build community within our larger community. Um, we can't all do it together. So if there was ever a time where it takes a village, now's the time where it takes a village to build businesses. Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. With all of your success, what is your biggest challenge today? Yeah. So it's always been balanced. <laughs> it's always been uh -huh. balanced for me. And, you know, you know, it's, it's pretty obvious when I talk to people like, yep, she knows her stuff. She's, she's, I'm in it. I'm in it. I'm in yeah. social media. I'm in my platforms. I'm researching all the time. That's the science background. I can't help it. But I mm -hmm. also have a family. I have a large family. I have three daughters and I have six fur babies. Um, so we, oh, wow. have, we, have two, we have two dogs and we have four cats. So um, that, and then wow. because we have all those animals and they all get along and it's very harmonious, they tend to be the therapy animals for the whole neighborhood. So we have all the kids here. And then, so we have the neighborhood kids. Mm -hmm. So it's very busy here and keeping up with that home life, which is so essential to me and the business and the taking care of the clients and building the community, that balance requires um, quite a bit of focused, a focused time and energy for me when it's time. So I would say, and I think that this is a lot of people, a lot of, a lot of mom entrepreneurs too, um, is that we've been told we can't have it all, but we, we actually can. We just have to be really, really good with our time. So my, my biggest challenge is having the balance and then maybe some time at by myself at night with no kitties or kids or any of that. Yes. Yeah. Time by yourself is very important. Now, make sure that you're doing that. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I mean, one of the things that I like to think about when I'm 
personally, what I'm trying to find balance is, you know, you make time for the things that you want to make time for. Yep. May not be easy, but I mean, I've, I've heard podcast interviews with other people who, you know, they like to schedule family time first and then schedule mm-hmm. work around the family time. But yeah, balance, balance, balance can be tricky. Balance can be tricky. Yeah. On a slightly similar, similar train of thought, where do you predict that you might get stuck or slowed down within the next 12 months? Stuck or slowed down? Well, it definitely isn't going to be with the building of the community because it never is. It always builds much faster than I anticipate. Um, mm-hmm. I would say that it's it's actually taking pause for implementation. So that, and it's not even getting stuck. It's just that this will be it'll be the, it'll have to be intentional stop for implementation. And I say that knowing that some of us can't build fast and some of us build too fast. I'm, I'm of the other one where I build too fast. Um, and so I've learned over the years that, okay, if we are building fast, there has to be pause for implementation so that we're making sure that everything's working. You know, the funnels are working, um, the team's working well and those things. Again, it's, it's, it all comes back to balance for me. So um, yeah. I would say that for, for the 12 months, it's going to be, it's going to be not so much a concern, but just there has to be time set aside for actual implementation rather than just launch, launch, launch. That's not really, we've done that. Launching a lot can be exhausting, but also you've got to be able to fulfill. So fulfillment is really important. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I personally am also a firm believer in, you know, the steady, steady growth, because then you learn all of the steps that come in between you know, scaling to the next level and the next level and the next level and hiring and delegating. And it's just new level, new devil. You, you, you don't really have a chance to have that steady growth and learn all of those things when you're, when you go from zero to a hundred, you know? <laughs> yep. <laughs> or you just, do, it, you just, you do, it's just exhausting. You exhaust zero to hundred and then yeah. drop back, <laughs> drops back down to like 60 or 70 and then back to hundred and, you know, yeah. Yep. If you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges? It's another kind of similar question, but mm-hmm. if you were to double or triple your revenue, what are some challenges you believe you might face or changes that you would need to make both within yourself and within your business? So I would say for the business piece of it, you know, doubling or so doubling is always on the menu. That's usually when you're when you're building, like the hope is to double or, you know, mm-hmm. I oh, actually I yeah. think most people want to maintain, but I would say that doubling is kind of the expectation. Now tripling that will take, that will take more team. So when tripling it to, in order to, in order to fulfill, then tripling is going to definitely take more team, but not even just team. It's going to take an, an org chart reboot. So, because with anything that's tripled, you, you, you kind of can't just like, oh, we just need to double the, the worker bees. We actually need to not just double the worker bees, but we also have to, we have to have managers and we have to have C-suite types in, in the company. Mm-hmm. So I would say that that's, that's the potential. Um, and it's a, it's a, it's a good problem to have, right? Everyone's like, it's a good problem to have. It's still a challenge to yeah. have. Um, personally. So again, balance like I can't as much as I would like to be everywhere at once um I already know that I can't and so that the delegation piece will be huge for me the releasing especially when the membership in the community and taking care of everybody is really innate um it's something that I do and it's something that's really 
really a big requirement, being able to release, that will be a challenge for sure. Absolutely. It's a challenge that actually, if it makes you feel better, a, a challenge a lot of other entrepreneurs face is that trust yeah. and being able to delegate and know that, okay, you know what? I'm handing this off to somebody else. They've got it. They will take care of it. It's all going to yeah. be okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. I work with, I work with a lot of those people then when they come in. So, I mean, and it's, it's, it's the same. I mean, we think that we think that when we make it is like six figures. So a lot of coaches, consultants I work with, they, they, they make the six figures and they, I've made it. And I'm like, oh, you guys haven't seen nothing yet. But <laughs> you hit seven <laughs> figures and, and you go beyond that. But it, it's mm-hmm. really interesting because it doesn't matter the level you still have very similar challenges that you would at any of these levels. It's just, there's just a different twist to it. So whereas somebody who made six figures, like, okay, now it's time to hire a virtual assistant to take over some of this for me. We'll think about somebody who's, who's at half a million. Well, we've got to hire not just another executive assistant, but I need a director of sales or a director of marketing. And so it's just, it's the same challenge, which is we need more team. Um, Mm -hmm. but it's different types of team members with different, you know, you have to pass off different things and yeah. So it's, it just, that's just what building is like. Right. What is your vision for the company and for the podcast by the end of this year? Where would you like to be? So, so the company, like, I really would like to see the membership, the membership portion of this grow. And so I have, I have a vision of, okay, I can see. I can see us having 15,000 in the membership community, in the community. And there's different tiers within that, but 15,000 coming in and being a part of it and helping us grow, I can see that. Um, now for, what was, I'm sorry, the second question. For the podcast. <laughs> for the podcast, for the podcast. Yes, that's right. Well. Yeah. Right, we're going to go into the podcast. So yeah. <laughs> for the podcast, it's really the podcast for me is is all about the right message for the right person at exactly the right time. So mm-hmm. I, I love that it grows naturally and um, it's really more about impact. My podcast has always been about impact for me, call it a personal project or, or whatnot, but that's more, I want to impact people and be a part of the ripple. So I know that's kind of a vague goal, but really everything no, that comes yeah, everything that comes in right now, I never anticipated. I just went with my went with my gut, like or what my curiosity was. So everything that comes in is always welcome and there's a lot of gratitude and just I'm already beyond what I ever expected. So I'm I'm working in that nice little place of everything's the cherry. Everything's the cherry on top. That's super cool. I love it. I love that. Now, so now we're, we're going to go on the topic of for the podcast. What, what do you cover in your podcast? What do you talk about? Let's cover it because the story behind the name is kind of cool too. I know we talked about it before the interview, but. Yep. Well, I know. And we, I kind of, I kind of had a laugh like, yeah, you know, this one just came out of, just came out of nowhere. And I was just talking about, I'm going to do a podcast. Well, actually we started as a summit first and then I moved it into the podcast, um, and it, the name just came from a client. They're like, what, well, what do you want it to be about? And I'm like, well, 
it's got to have it's got to have transformation in it because entrepreneurship is so transformational. Um, you you just you just move in such different ways when you're an entrepreneur versus if you had a regular nine to five corporate job. Mm -hmm. And so you really have to take yourself on. So it's got to have that piece of it. I want to talk about digital marketing because that's my expertise and I know people need to understand this. Um, you know, and yes, we're digital marketing. Yes, we do funnels, um, but I want people to know that they can make it. Like the entrepreneurship, yes, it's lonely and it doesn't have to be. And you're going to grow so much as a human being, as an entrepreneur in the online space than you ever could have anywhere else. So I said that and then somebody's like, what if it was like light at the end of the funnel? And I'm like, and it's like, you know, you could hear the, <laughs> oh, in the background and then, you know, sky <laughs> opened up and the light came beaming down and it was just that kind of a moment and just like that, that's it. That's that's the name. Um, and so, you know, so it came to be, and so it is. And so this is what I love that name and we kept it. It's a long name, but I like it. If it's, it's a if cute any name, podcast, it's a cute name. If any, if any podcast gets to have a long name, it gets to be this one. Yeah. You have special privileges. Yes, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like a really cool podcast and I, I bet it's a great tool both for you and for your business. But what have been some of the biggest pain points around growing the podcast? Right. I, I think for, for growing the podcast, it's, it's more about just getting it on the right channels. Right. And so there's, you, you have all these different channels that you can, you can stream into which one you want to spend the most time marketing on, um, as it has to do with your business. That, that to me was like, that's, that's fun to figure out. Cause then you have to go through all the analytics and the metrics and everything. And, and I tried to keep it really simple. I'm like, you know what? It's streaming, you know, it's going to go to these platforms, but here's what I really want to do. I really want to, um, have a podcast and we're, we're going to change it up a little bit this year too. And I'll tell you about that, but really just get it out there on the platforms where I can see and communicate with the people that are listening to it. So we, mm -hmm. of course, put it through the channels where it goes to Apple, it goes to Spotify, it goes to Google Play, it goes to all those ones. Um, I can't see people though. They're listening on audio unless they come back and find out, hey, listen to your podcast. Um, however, our social media channels, we can post it there as a video and they can comment just like, I really like that. Man, that really struck a tone. And so that's been kind of... Um, so last year, that was the challenge of like, where do we put it or where do we, mm -hmm. where do we really start, you know, engaging people with it? And it was a pretty simple, probably just social media. So we're going to try some new things this year to even engage more, um, which I'm really excited about. Cause I think that, I think the conversation piece is, is another place where podcasts get to go that they, they're there. Some of them are there, but I think even more, we can do more with that. Absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. I think that's, that's a really cool idea to be able to interact with the people who are listening and see what they're saying and see what they're thinking and see who's even watching it, you know, or listening to it. So, I mean, I mean, I think YouTube would be a good place to put it. We have it, we have it media. out there. Yeah. We have it yeah. out there. Like, we have okay. to grow, we have to grow it. We have to grow it though. Yeah. I mean, with anything, people are going from Facebook and Instagram and now they're going to YouTube. So I think YouTube's going to, it's going to be a big year for YouTube for sure. 2023 is going to yeah. be a massive year for YouTube. Yep. You would know. <laughs> it's in the, it's in the playbook for this year. And it's, <laughs> people are, people are, 
they are leaving. I have found that they're leaving Facebook and Instagram and they're looking for other platforms. So LinkedIn, TikTok, oh. and YouTube are interesting. Top of their top of people's list. YouTube has been especially popular from from the research that we've done on Facebook. So for any of the other podcasters out there, you're not gonna go wrong by putting it on YouTube. Interesting. Interesting. Good to know. And then last question before we hop off. What is your favorite thing about podcasting? It's the it's the people. It's always people for me. So that's that's one of the things that we're changing this year. Is that last year I just wanted to do quick little 15 minute podcast. Just me. I'm like, no, we're just gonna do me this year. That's all I have time. Um, and then this year I'm like, okay, we're gonna do that and I'm gonna start interviewing um people again and keeping it really short. So, you know, I like to keep it around 15 minutes, I think with when we're bringing other people on maybe more like 20 minutes, but mm-hmm. it, it's about the conversation. So yeah, I, I like, I like to have like, you know, we're having a really great back and forth conversation. This is what I like. It's, it's yeah. connection and it's people. And so podcast is a great way to bring in people that you didn't know before. Um, I mean, when else do you get to do that when there's no pressure, like it's on a client it's on a prospect. Well, sometimes it's a prospect, but not, but really you're just, you're just trying to get to know the person and you're trying to showcase them as a host um, to the best of your ability, to the, to the best that you know how to. And that's mm-hmm. a really special connection. So um, yeah, that's definitely my favorite part. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. That's the same reason that I love podcasting too. The people that you meet and the opportunities that you get just from meeting them and having that personal connection, just talking to them about their business and they're talking to you. It's just, it's great. It's, I love it for the same reasons. Yeah. All right, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on. Um, Thanks for having before me. We, it's my pleasure. Before we hop off, if anybody's looking to get in contact with you, if they want to join the club, if they want to take a look at your services, what is the best way for them to find you? Yeah. So just going to influencebuilder.com is the best way to find me. Um, the club is opening up in February. So this may, may have already opened up when you get, depending on when you guys are listening to it. Um, so, but you guys can find the club right on influencebuilder.com. Um, we also have a really great, you know, free masterclass called the disruption technique. If you guys are like, I like what she said about, you know, pulling that pink elephant out in the middle of the room. Cause I'll give you guys some tips on that. So that's definitely the best way. Um, and my favorite platform to play on is LinkedIn actually. So you guys can always find Ooh. me there. All right. Thank you so much. Once again, Danielle. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. My pleasure group. If you're listening and enjoyed, please like, and subscribe. If you're a six figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show, please visit top 100 interview.com. Thank you. Hey everyone, I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, 
download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.